The Shape of Film, Episode 5. This episode is brought to you by Heath Film and Photo Studio. If you are interested in starting your own podcast and you are located in the Atlanta area, then please go over to heathfilmandphoto.com and reach out to me, and I'll be more than happy to help you get your podcast out there for the world to listen to. But in this episode of The Shape of Film, my sisters and I discuss some films we've been watching during quarantine. We each go around and just name a favorite film that we've seen during this time of staying at home. So definitely stay tuned for that. But without any further ado, please enjoy episode five of The Shape of Film. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of The Shape of Film. Uh, For those listeners out there, we are all together now in the same room, me and my sisters. Actually, let me introduce my other co-host. To my right, I have my little sister, Nicole Heath. Hello. Good to be here. And in front of me, I have my big sister, Kirsten Heath. Hello. And um, like I was saying, we don't post on this podcast um, on a regular basis because we all now live in three different states across the country. So um, sometimes we'll be posting episodes sporadically. This is really um, a little thing we like to do together. We already naturally talk about film and talk about cinema. So we decided to jump on the podcast and, and do it. But now it's a special time because we are all together in the same room at Heath Film and Photo Studios HQ. And on this episode of The Shape of Film, we will be discussing since, you know, we've been in quarantine for the last what, two, three months? Three months? Yes, yeah, since March, right? Yeah. We've been in quarantine. So we've all been sitting at home, getting work done, and watching movies. So on this episode, we decided to talk about what are some movies, or a movie each, that we've seen during the quarantine time. So to kick this off, I'm going to go to my older sister, Kirsten. Heath, what movie have you seen that you enjoyed that you want us to discuss? I have seen Road to Perdition. With Tom Hanks, <laughs> and it has been out since a very long time, since 2002, and I've never seen it, and I've always heard of the movie, but I finally got to watch it during quarantine, and I really enjoyed it. I was telling my siblings that I've I realized that a lot of my quarantine movies have involved Tom Hanks, mm. which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I watched a few uh, quarantine Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, as makes well. sense. He's he's done so many different films, like an array right. of films, that no matter what you go for, whether it's serious or comedy or adventure, you run into Tom Hanks at some point, especially in the 90s. It's heyday, I would say. Right. So did you like it? or I remember seeing it. I seen Road to Perdition. I didn't even see the whole thing. I think only... Um, got to a halfway through, and that was a while ago. So I need to watch that, too, because I really don't remember too yeah. much about it. But I, I heard it was a good movie. So, yeah, it's about Tom Hanks plays, like, a mob enforcer, Michael Sullivan mm-hmm. Sr. And um, basically his whole family gets, like, murdered, except for the one son. Mm-hmm. And you just see him redeem their murders, basically, in, in the film. And the person that murders him... Is somebody who's, who's close. So okay. it's a very interesting movie, and I'm glad that I actually got to watch it. I don't know why I got that movie title confused with a movie with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and the other lady from Titanic. The Oh, Revolutionary Road. <laughs> you got your oh, roads? Yeah. I got my roads mixed up because I was expecting a very boring crossed. movie. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, this has Tom Hanks in that though? Was gonna have Leonardo DiCaprio in a very sucks. boring marriage, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, That movie's so bad. You love talking about how that movie oh, is horrible. I, that movie is so boring. I never saw the entire thing. It's very thing. much an acting movie. I watched like, like ten minutes of it and I was like fell, falling asleep. And it's oh I, I can go down a path that, with that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just a whole bunch of nothing. It's an They're trying to make you though. feel for this married couple who just won't communicate. Like, I don't understand just talk to each other. Oh, they talk, they yell, but yeah, but but when it's too late, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's what I thought it was going to be, and I was very excited to see the very opposite. <laughs> I said, "Oh my gosh, this movie has depth." 
this is not what I thought it was. And then, yes, you're, you're right. It is called the Revolutionary, Revolutionary Road. Road. And I was like, I thought it was a road. Wait. And I was, oh, yeah, it's Road to Perdition. <laughs> so you went into it not knowing what movie you were watching. No, I just Interesting. And then you saw Tom Hanks and thought, wait, where's Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> because the poster picture. Where's Rose? How long because, did it take be, you to get into the Because the poster picture has like Tom showing up. Hanks hat like tilted so you really couldn't see. I'm thinking, okay, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. To be a very boring movie, but I had watched. You know what? What, what I was thinking that because I had just watched the first few episodes of the first season of Mad Men because now it's on Netflix. Oh, that's so I was in that drama. I was in that fifties vibe of just mundaneness, and I was like, let me watch Revolutionary Road, and then it was not. It was actually Revolutionary Road and not the other road. Oh my god, <laughs> it's too many roads. I just wait. How long? Into the film, did you get? Did you realize Leonardo DiCaprio? Just to be clear, you watched Road to Perdition. You didn't watch yeah, Revolutionary. Road. I did not watch Revolutionary not Road. <laughs> this movie that I watched had Tom Hanks in it. It had that really okay, hot guy that was for, really hot in the fifties. For the audience, uh, Road to Perdition uh, was released on July twelfth, two thousand two. Um, it stars Tom Hanks, uh, Rob Maxey. What's this guy's name? Tyler. I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, I'm not trying that. Yeah. Perry? <laughs> okay. No. Uh, its budget for this movie was $80 million. Uh, it made $22 million, um domestic opening weekend. Uh, domestically, it grossed $104,454,000. And worldwide, it reached almost a quarter of a billion dollars, $181 million worldwide. Um, and it was Paul Newman's last film before he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, I told you that when I after I saw it. I didn't realize. But I mean, I always think of that movie and I think of Sam Mendes, the director, mm-hmm. because for me, now this is I think this is the second film mm-hmm. after he did um, American Beauty. Mm-hmm. I think so. And but for me, it's the first film he did that I actually enjoy because I am not an American Beauty person. And um, you didn't like American Beauty? No. Get me interested. It's like it's like white people drama, but weird. And I did. Mm. Yeah, it was but a mm. connection Suburban to the other drama. road movie. Oh my god, there's a connection there. What is he married? What's to the someone? name of the of the chick? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet used to be married to Sam Mendes, the director mm. of this. He's the father of her children. So connection. Wait, hold on. I have to look this. Oh, and my dude Stanley he, Tucci is in this, and he, I loved him. Wait, he, he had a very small bit, but I do based not remember of, Tucci. In Tucci this was film. in this based off of a true character, a true mob boss. He was only in it for like a few minutes. So here's the thing. Sam Mendes directed Revolutionary Road. He directed The Two Roads. <gasps> oh my gosh. The world it's all is coming connected. together. I think so you need to watch crazy. Revolutionary but Road he tonight. Did, <laughs> but, he, but he did direct the much better film, 1917, which we were yeah. all raving about. But no, seriously, you really do need to finish that movie because you would love it. And as, and as which Daniel, one? This Daniel, movie? Daniel Craig. Yeah, right. Okay, the, okay. What's this one. And as Daniel Craig in it. Um... Daniel Craig. Jude Law is in it. Jude Law. Daniel Craig was in Elizabeth. Did, did you know that? Yeah. yeah. He wanted to kill her, right? Yeah. yeah he was the one that tried to. I like just a, watched Elizabeth a few nights ago. That's wow. my movie. Oh, please. my God. I watched please. both of them. Oh, my God. We will have to do a rewatchable about I love, that. I love all the Elizabeths. I watch them constantly. Because you, you're watching There's them again. There's two of them. Like on repeat. Yeah, I know. It's, all of them. I love them all. You watch them like they're like a 30-minute sitcom. You, you watch know what I like? I don't think I you guys like it, but I really enjoy the movie that told the story before Elizabeth came. The other boiling. Girl. Oh my god! I love I the love other boiling. I love the whole story. Nikki is so tired of it. She's over it. I am. I, I love am, the other boiling. I am girl. very much over the Tudor drama. If I well, see more about Henry and his eight wives, I do not care at this give it, point. Give me more. He chops a couple of them. Heads you can give me off. more too. Yeah, I don't care about them. I, what I do like, I like his children. I like. Let's talk about Crazy Mary. Let's talk mm. about his daughter Elizabeth. But if you talk to me about him and his hoeing and his. See, I feel like you've heard, at least for me, around history, I heard about Elizabeth way more than I heard about Henry. They always make movies. Me personally. I don't know about you, but my whole life I've been hearing about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, okay. But you've been hearing, as far as cinema is involved, how many movies, how many miniseries. If the BBC does another one, I'll scream, but they're probably already working on it. Like, how many times have you seen the story of Henry VIII and his wives? It's way too much. It's way too much. I love the story, though. Is it the six, Henry VI? One of the Henrys. But yeah, Henry so and his wives. We approve of Road to Perdition. Um, I remember enjoying the half that I did see of it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch yeah. it. Um, it's a very dark film for Tom Hanks. 
It is a very dark film for Tom Hanks, but I love his range. Yeah, he and he actually right. he pulled it off. Like usually, you don't think of Tom Hanks as like a gangster, but oddly, really, like he did. I and I was watching. I was like, this is really gonna work out. But they balanced it by making him a father. That's how they balance off like like the real Tom Hanks in the yeah, film. Because yeah. Tom Hanks gives me like a, like a warm vibe, Toy Story vibe. You know, you remember those movies? He, he played a Forster. What's a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, he played Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So they balanced off that sensitivity of Tom Hanks with him being a father. Yeah, and him also being a gangster too. Yeah, but him more so being a father in, yeah. in the film. But you got to watch it though. Yeah, no, I. I I think it is interesting how no matter what role you put him in, even as a mobster, we're still rooting for Tom Hanks. Oh, Isn't yeah. That amazing. He oh, kills people. And we're like, nope, I root for Tom Hanks. He's just a likable face, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I do. This is a movie that I wanted to go back and rewatch because I just remember being very dark, but very like intriguing. And I remember the end. I really remember the end of this film. Well... Speaking of Tom Hanks, I just recently watched with my girlfriend Castaway. She has never seen Castaway, and we we've just watched that movie. Yeah, yesterday, two, ni- two nights ago. We're, nights we're ago. going through. I'm going through a whole list of films that she's never seen that I think she needs to see. So obviously, she watched Malcolm X, and she watched Do the Right Thing. Wait, she um, never saw Malcolm X before? No, she. We can't talk about her, her you know, cinema history. Mm. Uh, it's not a good one. But um, we watched a few of those movies. We watched, uh, oh, I had her watch a few weeks ago, right after Castaway. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Denzel Washington, not sub- training what, sub- Submarine. Oh, The Hunt for Rip. No, 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 no. Oh, my no. gosh. Oh, when he's fighting with Gene Hackman. Yeah. Oh, They just I did a rewatchables on it. They love on Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my I gosh! Know. Why can I not remember? What's, what's the Tight, movie with Denzel uh, Washington? T- mm. He's in a submarine. He's fighting. They're like about to push the button to send some nukes. Nuke to start nuclear Hackman's war. Hackman's like, let's do it, and Denzel's it's, it's like, not, let's not. <laughs> it's not the hunt for bright October. No. no. Okay. We're a warm December. It's no. it's a wow. month. No, no it's not no a month. Mo- a hot August. <laughs> it's a month. <laughs> There is no money. Taking a Pelican one, two, three is up the train. Yo, this dude did trains, tongue. planes, and automobiles. Oh my gosh. Did you just realize Denzel had range and, at all engines? Woo! And a all lot of people don't think he has range. In all forms of transportation. He literally has okay. really good direct, like everything. It's going to bother me. Yeah, this is going to bother me. I got to look at that. Crimson Tide. Oh Thank my you, gosh. Oh, nothing oh, about our month that was in there. <laughs> Crimson Tide. We, we watched Crimson Tide. She absolutely loved it. Uh, but before we watched Crimson Tide, we watched Castaway. And when she first started it, she wasn't a big fan of it. She's like, what is this? It's kind of whack, blah, blah, blah. Loved the movie. I'm talking, she, when the movie went off, she mm-hmm. wanted to restart it again, which. No. Oh, oh, whoa. Castaway? I need like anyway. a five-year break. <laughs> yeah, no facts. She wanted to restart it. She loved it so much. A few days later, she sent me an Amazon link of Wilson, the ball. You know, they made Wilson balls. Of course. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I need to have this ball. Really, Wilson? Yes. Hmm. So I purchased it for it. Came in the mail. I said is that pack. I said that pack have is blood on it. Yes, it has Tom. It Hanks has blood. real Tom Hanks blood. So Tom Hanks sat there with a little knife and he cut himself and he would just make a bunch of what a weirdo. Yeah, things for for he would package them up and ship them out to different locations. So anyway, FedEx. <laughs> FedEx, yeah. look at that. I wonder if it came through. I had to look that up. It actually arrived, so you should just be yeah. grateful. So, so when she opened it up, she loves it. I bought her a little mount for it, too. She keeps it on her um, end table in her family room, I a Wilson ball. I don't, I, out of all the props in movie history, I don't want Wilson. I don't want Wilson Wilson either. is a reminder that I have no humans to talk to. I only have a volleyball with my bloody hand on well, it. Well, we can go through the psychology of that movie, but I would argue that that ball saved his life. Uh, it, it kept did. insane. It did. Yeah. Is that your movie? Is that what No, that's not my movie, no. Oh, my gosh. We were just talking about Tom Hanks. So I oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, it, it did. Wilson did serve its purpose. That being said, I don't want to be reminded that the only thing I've had in my life oh, was yeah, a no, volleyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a dark time. And a picture of Helen Hunt. Okay, I would love a picture of Helen Hunt. I love Helen she, Hunt. She cried when he lost Wilson. She cried. Ooh. Was that at the end? You just watched that film. Towards he, the like end. You yeah, just, it wasn't at the end, it was towards the end. We didn't finish it, but he lost Wilson for like a night, for like for like one little no, a few no. hours. That was for a few seconds. But 
Uh, oh, he lost him again. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't finish the film. <laughs> he got mad at Wilson and he kicked Wilson out Ow. of the cage. Yeah. yeah. And then he ran after him instantly and found him. And then he found him. And apologized yeah. to Wilson. Right. For those who didn't see the movie, Wilson is a volleyball. Yes, Wilson is with a, a face painted with Tom Hanks's blood in the movie. Right? Did he lose him again? That's the one that I'm talking yes. about. Yes, Coop. When he was getting off, the, he said, "I'm getting off this island." I like how you're so worried boat. about yeah. this. Right he now. propped Wilson Ooh. up on this little piece of wood. I remember that. And they're fighting through the water. We stopped at that part. He fell asleep, and when he woke up, Wilson was floating away, and he was trying to get to Wilson, but he couldn't get to Wilson. And he had to let. So he Wilson had to give go. Wilson up, and he I, cried for a night. I think that signified like mm-hmm. hope for him. It's like losing Wilson. Losing Wilson wasn't like a volleyball. It was like losing hope for me being able to ever get back. Well, not no. I think losing Wilson was more like I have to cut ties with that part yeah, of my life. No, hundred percent. I don't know being, where you were going. He with that. needed Wilson to get through to being on an island by yourself. Now he got okay. off the but island. But now when you're oh. trying to escape that island, he needs to leave all that leave, stuff away. You got to leave 100%. the things of the island. Okay. To, with he the can't island. bring a volleyball like to the real world. Yeah. I mean, you could. He could. He 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 could bring him back to Helen Lott. Like, at the end of the movie, though, if you remember, at the end of the movie, he time. drove off at the end with a new volleyball s- sitting by his side in his truck. Oh, God. Really? Oh, yeah, so you now remember? Wilson Jr. Yeah. So now he's damaged psychologically. Yeah. He may be. Yep. I mean, I would too. He, lost his, he lost his wife, <laughs> and he's talking yeah, to volleyball. Can we discuss? Because, again, we didn't watch the ending. What happened? I, I, I know he <laughs> eventually got off. Okay. Tell me the get, ending. He gets off the island. He goes to meet, you know, his wife. She's already Stop. remarried. How did he get up the island? <sighs> oh my god. Okay. So for wrote, those of you yeah, who already saw the movie, who doesn't want the whole thing explained, you can skip forward through this segment. For the next few minutes, I'm gonna be explaining the whole movie to Kirsten Heath of Castaway. And here we go. Tom Hanks stranded on the island. He finally gets off the island by building a boat out of wood and string he's and cassette it. tapes, little things. I know that. He's rowing it with Wilson, okay? Right. He's fighting the Wilson. waves. He's fighting yeah. the waves. He goes through a storm. All There's types a whale. of crazy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. There's a whale that comes and visits him, which helped him. Um, oh. And yeah, the whale, the whale helped I just him. remember the whale. We, we saw the whale, we and saw then the we okay. watching the movie. So Wilson floats away. A boat comes by. He's half asleep. That's when the whale helped him. Oh. The whale blew water on him. He, he wakes up. He flags down this God. boat. He jumps on the boat. He goes back to society. Next thing you know, he's on a plane with his best friend going back to civilization to see his long lost wife. His best friend. Were they married? Yes. Oh, no, that, they weren't married. They were engaged. They okay. were engaged. Because remember, she, he gave him like the, the, the box, yeah. which is supposed to be like the ring, but you never really saw it because yeah. she never opened yeah. it up. Because he had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So then he gets back. He looks out the window. He sees her coming, but she can't do it. She walks away. Her now husband, who is his ex dentist, comes in and says, uh, she can't really do it right now. I'll see her another time. He's like, whatever. I haven't talked to nobody in years, so that's fine. Um, His friend tells him how they buried him, and he said, what did you put, did in, you the put in the casket? <laughs> and they said, oh, like, a bunch things of you liked and, and things you liked. He's like, oh, okay. Anyway, so next thing you know, I guess he calls her or something. He drives to her house in the, in rain, the rain, of course. Very romantic. Shh. Drives right. to her house, knocks on the door. She lets him in. Her husband's upstairs sleeping, but they're making lots of noise. How come he didn't wake up? They talked about that in, um, in when they did the rewatchables. Mm. I keep shouting their podcast out too much. Listen to our podcast. So then he comes in, talks to her. She says how she searched for him, searched for him. She couldn't search for him, so she eventually had to move on. Mm. You know, he's like, you know, I understand he's not feeling no type she's of like, way, but he's really like feeling her, you know, because he misses her, and she's really like feeling him. But she's and he's just staring at her picture. He for has years. a kid, so then she goes, "I kept, kids." She has a kid. Uh, she's oh my like, God, how remember, long was he on this thing for? I thought it was seven it? years. It was a long time. Okay, yeah, it was long, it was years. I know it was over long. four because I remember the the things that like, four years later. So I know it was over four. So then. Um, he gets in his truck. He's about to pull off. He does pull off, and she starts racing after him in the rain because right. she's like, "Oh, I miss him." He stops, jumps out. They hug in the rain. They kiss passionately. He brings her into the truck. They sit down. He's about to leave. She goes, "Wait," and he goes, "You can't leave, can you?" And she's like, "No, I got a whole husband and a family in there. Yeah, I can't leave." And he understands, you know. So she goes, "I'm sorry, whatever." Goes away. Next thing you know, you know, he kept a package on the island that he didn't. Open, he never opened up. Which. Is the dumbest, it's the dumbest thing. thing, and that really bothered me throughout the whole film. Yes. I said, "Please, Tom, please, really." It's the dumbest thing, but anyway. Okay. So he finally Some goes to deliver. He finally goes to deliver. Uh, that package also did help him. Yeah, he had a job to do. He was able to. But what Bill package. Simmons said, which is very true about that movie, this guy's about to kill himself. And he didn't open the package. Why wouldn't he open the package first and then go to try to kill himself? Right. I mean. Hmm. Anyway. If I'm going to kill myself, the first thing I'm going to do is, like, well, since open I'm going to off packages? myself, I'm going to open this package and see what it is. It could be a phone. So then. What is it, this package? 
they, they never tell you what's in the package. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> never tell Ooh, you. That's it. So blow. he goes to deliver the package. He knocks on the door. The person's not there. He leaves the package there with a little note that says, "This package saved my life." Something like that. So then he goes to drive away. Um, and he gets out, looked at a map on the side of a road. He's in now this he's very... A, he's at a crossroads. Crossroads. Very symbolic. Yeah, he's at the, he, he's in like this really... Uh, mm-hmm. land, like a farmland farm area. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets out. He's looking. Some chick pulls in. She goes, hey, Larry, where you going? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, if you go down there, blah. If you go down here, blah. And he goes, okay, thanks. Kind of feeling flirty vibes from her a little bit. A little flirty. A little flirty. Then she gets in the truck. She pulls off. He notices on the back of the truck there's some wings, which matches the wings on the package. Yeah. So he's like, oh, that the, the package must be to her, from her, or whatever. And then he gets in the truck. He looks. Movie goes off. So people were talking about the, uh, what that means. Was mm-hmm. that the same package from the chick in the beginning of the movie? Yes. Yep. Remember the who chick was, had the who, wings? Who was, who was in the shop? Yeah. Who was in the shop? Yep. So, that was, so, so that was the same check? That was her package. It was her. Yeah. She was delivering it she, somewhere else. She was yeah, sending she was, it somewhere. She was sending it because the, the guy it, yeah. came And he in, returned hey. it back to her. Yeah. He, wow. He returned it back like to four her. Four years later. Yep. Five, six years, whatever years later. So people, talk, people have been oh. talking about, you know, what that means or whatever, whatever. Some people are saying, you know, um, her, his interaction with her in that package means that he's going to hook up with her now. That's going to be his new girl or whatever. And then some people were also saying, actually, the That's ending of the movie angel? is him leaving, and he's going to go back to try to get his wife, his That's fiance. Sweet. Oh, I don't think so. I wish he'd leave her alone. Who knows? Tom Mary. I mean, <laughs> I don't think Tom Hanks is going to be a homewrecker. I don't think the film ends with, let's go wreck somebody's home. Uh, I mean, technically, would he be seen yes. as a homewrecker, yes. though? That yeah. ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Shape of Film. <laughs> okay, so we moved on. Um, Road to Perdition. Great movie for Koo really in this quarantine time. And Castaway. <laughs> so shout out to Tom So Hanks. Nikki, whoever's the main actor in your movie, we'll cover two of the two oh, of this. Okay, His or hers movies. We can actually do that. So for this quarantine time, I've actually been re-watching more things and watching new. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the time to fall back on the old reliable. Yeah, happy no, me too. Yeah, Things so, that you know you enjoy. Lots of Spielberg. Um, so I've been watching things like, you know, Indiana Jones, um, just a lot of different things that you already know. Yeah. But I did see a new movie uh, came out. It is one of the fortunate or unfortunate films that was supposed to slated to come out in theaters but then you know corona wanted it to be all corona and it came out on streaming and i enjoyed it it was called the lovebirds with Issa ray watch that one yes and that was so very funny. very fun to watch um so essentially oh if you haven't gosh. heard of Side it i note about this movie i'm not gonna lie i want to watch this movie but i just think it's so weird Issa Rae hooking up with him. It's just a little with weird him, to me. but you gotta watch it. I okay. thought it was gonna be cheesy. I like I him though. What's I, his name? I like him too. Kumali, I can't pronounce Kumal it. Nanjani. Yeah. yeah, from Silicon Valley. Yeah, and I like him too. Love Silicon and Valley. I thought they were gonna be weird, but watch the but film. watch the movie. Okay, watch I'll watch movie. it. I'll watch it because they're hilarious together. The funny thing is, when I first saw them, like the trailers and them all making out, I was like, mm. oh, that's a little forced. Yeah, because neither of them are like well in. the and not always because of good reason, but neither of them are the traditional romantic leads. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, though, Issa a, more than others. A, a chick like Issa Rae and a guy like him. Do you see two people like them, normal people hooking up? Actually, yeah, because Issa is very like, like she's an awkward black girl. No, I'm saying like, like, I'm saying, have you seen that like in your life? Like, have you seen like weird couples? No, like Ecology. a couple like that, like a black lady who's Yes, who's, you know, awkward and stuff, but very much intertwined with black culture. And then a Indian guy. Not Indian. Isn't he That's what I'm saying. Oh. I think yeah. he's Pakistani. Yeah, okay. Pakistani. A Pakistani guy who is very much in the comedy Aziz Ansari kind of... Why Brooklyn vibe, Bushwick Brooklyn. vibe. Yeah, he gives me that Bushwick. Is he even preppy. from New York? I'm not saying he's from there. I'm just saying that the vibe I get from him preppy oh. is like that new New York YouTuber Instagrammer vibe style to me. Oh geez, that's that can be seen as insulting to him. Um, I don't know. 
Kumali, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I think you're very funny. You're great. Um, but but you, that's just the vibe. But I you give him you. a vibe. Yeah, you give <laughs> you me give a vibe. Him. People give me different vibes. The vibe I get from you is a Bushwick Instagram YouTuber guy. That's not a good vibe. Who eats a lot of ramen. Yeah, I could see that. But <laughs> <laughs> do we know that to be a fact? No, no, no. no. This just is the vibe. vibe. The vibe we're I just, get is that he eats a lot just, of ramen. We're just feeling vibes. Really? No, bio- vibes. no biographies. This guy yeah. could be from Wisconsin. I have no idea what this guy is from. He could be from Wisconsin. I like him a lot. No slander. I like him too. No, I like him too. But I go mean, ahead. You're I'm giving sorry. Him go a ahead. YouTuber, tell me about you. Tell so. me. Tell me about the movie. No one ever says, "Oh wow, he's a YouTuber." Like it's kind of insulting. Anyway, Lovebirds. So essentially, it's a very straightforward comedy. Uh-huh. These two people in a relationship, fighting, bickering, and then all of a sudden they get put in this over-the-top, not really going to happen situation. And we really just get to spend the whole movie watching two personalities that we have come to love via TV shows do funny things together yeah. and i think that's where the strength of the film is the plot like i said over the top the situations yeah. are ridiculous but what's fun is that you like you come to this movie saying i like Issa Rae. i like uh kumal and anjani i'm saying his name wrong i apologize but i like those two i like what they do i like their humor and the way they act and i just want to see two people i like interact it's like watching your two good friends talk together and you're like oh my god it's happening that's kind of the this film is. And it's also a film that I would say benefited to being shown on Netflix. It's one right. of the films that I think that, you know, and we're seeing this now a lot, films getting pushed to streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes because the, the, not the theater, but the, um, the chain, the studio has given up on them. You know, it's the, oh, we're not going to make any money on this, so let's sell it to someone who will, you know. Yeah. It's what they did with... Um, Natalie Portman and Alex Garland's film. Um, it's just a thing that's happening. And I think oftentimes it's looked down upon. I know Spielberg would like lose his mind if someone ever tried that with one of his films. And I don't think anyone would try that with his film, even though it just happened with Martin Scorsese and the Irishman. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's helping theaters in a sense. Not theaters, but it's definitely helping studios. Yeah, helping just, studios now uh, in this yeah, situation. Especially in this situation, you know, they want to make some money, right? Yeah. But also, I mean, just this past weekend, we've had big releases on Netflix, The Five Bloods. Um, mm-hmm. But we also had Artemis Fowl come out on Disney+. Plus. Now, that was supposed to be a movie, a big-budget movie coming out in theaters. And then because of Corona, they're saying, they put it on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Well, the reality is the trailer looked garbage. Everyone's saying this movie sucks. And the movie came out, and it does. <laughs> and so why waste it? all that money and putting it in theaters just for yeah. it to bomb yeah. or you can drop, drop it on Disney Plus. You know, so I think it's becoming a safe house and this film, unlike Artemis Fowl, does not suck. Yeah. This is a very fun film. It's a lighthearted. You film. watch it, you laugh, you're done with it film. Yeah. I think these films though are becoming having more difficult time doing well in theaters. You know, now the theaters because of their price, because of a lot of different factors. Um, people are going to theaters to see big event films like Star Wars, like Avengers, yeah. or you know, scary movies or whatever. And a lot of these middle of the road, low medium budget films don't get seen. And the people who do see them are like very harsh on them. It's very hard to put a the- a movie like this out in theaters and not get ripped. You know, you look at a lot of Kevin Hart's comedies; they'll get ripped by critics. They'll get ripped low scores on Rotten Tomato. And you're thinking, "Oh, this movie must be trash." And then you watch they it. They make money though. They make money, yeah. but they you watch you thinking it may be trash. You watch it, and it's not a horrible film. Yeah. It's not some great yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. It's just, get no Oscar. It's a lighthearted fun. I watch it. I'm done. But people, I think, are inherently harsher on things they see in theaters, whereas watching it. Because they spent streaming. their money, they yeah. went to a place to enjoy you went this to a movie. Place, and you and paid all the money for the seat. It didn't change your life, so now yeah. you got to say something bad. So about now it. you're like, this film wasn't even good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the fate, I think Lovebirds would have had a very low score. Yeah. Um, rating wise, if it had been in theaters. I really do. Yeah. Um, people would say, I like Issa, I like Kumal, but. Yeah, yeah. Watching the thing in your own home, and then you're more forgiving of things on your own home. You've been trained in your mind to right. say TV is one thing, cinema is another. Though that is changing when you have great things like um, Game of Thrones and you have, you know, Irishmen coming out. But still, anyway, this movie, I think it's very fun. You see Issa Rae being her most Issa Rae ish, mm-hmm. which, which is delightful. Her. I just really I was like. just telling somebody, I think Issa Rae is my new big-time crush. When I was younger, growing up, as a child, it was Megan Good. I thought it was Cicely Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that your thing? Cicely. As a child. Miss Jane Pittman. Miss Jane Pittman. <laughs> All right. As a child, it was Megan Good. 
How you doing? And Cicely Tyson scared <laughs> the life out of me when I was younger. But now that I'm older, it's Issa Rae. I love Issa Rae. I'm obsessed so likable. with her life. Oh. I love Everyone Issa. loves Issa Rae. She's Have you heard someone say something bad? So many times. No. She she's gone live so many times with people like on IG now yeah. since quarantine, and I watch them all. I, every time she's on with oh, Jay Ellis, I haven't seen that. Oh, you should! And she tells them about like her life. And oh, I'm just we like, gotta talk about insecure, me and you. Oh, we gotta talk about insecure, not on the podcast. If you guys want to hear me and Koo talk about insecure, I have an I have an insecure. <laughs> I I call my friend Jasmine every week about insecure, and we go at it. I talk to my friend in Chicago. <laughs> Shamika, she loves Insecure, and me and her just talk. So insecure. I'm a little, I'm out of the Insecure loop in mm. a sense because this is a show that I told Kirsten. I said, mm. "Oh, I'm just gonna chain watch it on our plane ride to Tokyo," and then we didn't go to Tokyo. <laughs> sad, <laughs> so it's still, sad but yeah, I still have to watch and see things on IG about Molly versus Issa and how this is all falling oh. apart. And I'm oh, just like, man. No, no, Molly can die. Okay, yeah. okay. Whoa, let's, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's, let's move on. Okay, so Lovebirds was Nikki's <laughs> movie. So Lovebirds. And yeah. since we throw other movies in, I have not seen Lovebirds yet. Oh, I will fun. watch it. It's very, I will watch it. I saw it twice. Watch. That's how good. I saw it with Day, then I saw it with Nikki. And mind you, CJ, I literally went into this movie like, Ugh. I love Issa, but they're weird together. That, that's yeah, I, I just thought I it's said, just they're cool. weird. Yeah. They're two different spectrum of co- like for me. That's what like, I was. That's what, what I was t- just explaining to Nikki. But whoever, whatever producer, casting never whoever said this is a good idea, has some type of insight because I watched it, and you don't have to have them buy. I don't know why, but. Th- it it actually made sense in the movie. It was actually they're so funny. Yeah, where it over it overrid ridden overrode overrode. Let's go with that. I'm really sick over with roads. Road. Yeah, sticking with roads here. Wow, road. Road, road puns. <laughs> over road crossroads crossroads. Overrode their funniness. Overrode yeah. the romantic awkwardness that you would have with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not even about it being. Don't think that it's about them being like one is from Pakistan and one is black. It's not even that. It's yeah, really exactly. because they, don't, they, they don't literally play that angle. right. Yeah. Like I see him on Silicon Valley. He's like the fast talking sarcastic. It's Smart, just two different. Nerdy. Yeah, but they actually it made so much sense, and it was just really really funny. So you just gotta watch. it. Okay, so I'm definitely gonna watch that movie, but um, I'm a little hesitant to watch newer Issa Rae movies because I was told by somebody sitting <sighs> at this table oh to watch an Issa Rae movie that came out uh, in February. It's called The Photographer. I said oh, it was no. cute. Now, I never said it was great. Although. I said it was cute. I, the aesthetic is cute. It's like really pretty. I watched the I movie The Photographer. Now, I love the Keith Stanfield. The movie was not good to me, but it still kept me interested and it kept me interested for two reasons. Reason number one is I love everyone in the movie. Literally. Right. Everyone in the movie I love. That's even the director. Love everyone in the movie. And it's That's all black people. It's you. a black film that I have to support. That's A. B. The, the soundtrack on the photographer is up there with the soundtrack on Boomerang. The soundtrack on Mo Better Blues. Which I didn't like. I love that soundtrack. It's up she there with the those really good black movie you soundtracks. I'm really into the soundtracks of films. Oh, this I am. This soundtrack on the photographer. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I just go for this. It's amazing. I Shazam every single song on Insecure. I'm ready for oh. it. And, and, and you know what? <laughs> yes. It's, it's um, Rafael, Rafael, Rafael Sadiq, Sadiq who, yeah. who's the music director. Amazing. He's unbelievable. She, whoever, again, whoever said he should be the director. They get it. He's an they amazing artist. Oh, yeah. I love his music. Yeah. His music is a phenomenal. But just like, who knew he could be like, and then Issa said it on one of her lives. Um, she was like, yeah, he does the music. She was like, um, but he sends me music like all the time. Yeah. So she listens to all of it. She's like, there's people that I don't even know about that I listen. And they pick songs based off of like the dialogue and what was heard. And you and you could tell because when they when a certain scene ends and they start playing the music and it goes with what was just said or, or like they play the music the, into another scene yeah they, they, and it hits a lot of to times, what's going on well actually throughout the whole thing when they're switching from scene to scene um, when they transition to, to other scenes they always play a song in between and it's always lit. it's always popping like the beat always drops. it's just always like really but the hot. movie the, the the music on the photographer kept me interested I'm talking even the scenes in the movie where I'm like 
there were so many scenes in that movie that you didn't even need to have. And I'm like, why is this scene in this movie? But it was there. It made the cut. And then it made the director's cut. But it was there. But the music playing was just, ooh. And you could tell during their love-making scenes, they're trying to recreate the love in basketball in the movie, the photography yeah. and stuff. I don't know. I didn't it like wasn't a the great movie. movie. I never said it was great. No. I said but it was cute. it kept me interested because of the people, the, the color of those people. And the, the music. I need everyone who's listening and you guys to watch The Weeknd, which came out 2018. It's a small film. The same black girl director that did um, the, photographer. the photographer. And Is I think The, the Weeknd. The photograph. The, the photograph. <laughs> it's the, the photographer. It is the we photograph. She's, she's, she's right. Um, but it's the same black director who did that. Um, and this came out in 2018, I believe. And it has some of the same people in it, um, but it's hilarious. It's available, I believe, on YouTube, oh, yeah. and you can watch it, and a few other places, too. But um, that movie, I think you like the story more, and it's really funny. It's about like a chick that goes on like a weekend getaway, which I don't know why anybody would do that, but they would go. But she went with her ex and, and, and her mm. ex's girlfriend, and it's just a really funny, it's a really funny movie. Um, and she goes on like a little weekend getaway to her parents, um, little B and B, and it just everything unfolds, and it's yeah. just really really funny. So you should watch again the weekend. You'll Ooh, love that. It has Dewanda Wise. Okay. Why does that have to be said like that? Dewanda Wise. Dewanda Wise. She is stunning. This girl. Dewanda. Who's, who's she's the, she's the pretty, the pretty uh, current girlfriend in the movie. Yeah, she is cute. She's, she's very, she's cute. very pretty. Yeah, she's very cute, and she's good in the Her movie. Her wigs tales. are sloppy in the movie, the and wig. she's still cute. Ooh, she Shall can we talk about the this wigs? Girl is this gorgeous. Movie? We're not, we're not gonna come for it because I don't know what the budget was like. The hair and makeup budget probably wasn't there. It was on zero because them front laces. Okay. Speaking of wigs and hair, did you watch that Tyler Perry movie that came out on Netflix? We don't no, support never. Tyler or or, or his Perry. Listen, Linda. I do not support Tyler Perry. Listen, don't say that too loud. We're in Atlanta, guys. Oh, no. we're in Atlanta. A rock will get like thrown I said, through this window. I'm going to the top of this apartment building. We <laughs> don't support Tyler let, or his Let Perry. me say it louder for all the Atlanta people. We do not support Tyler Perry. <laughs> okay, so moving on. My movie <laughs> Uncle, was... meet Tom. <laughs> like, that's what that is. <laughs> Some people will not be happy with that, but... Okay, I, I, well... You gotta take I, a fan somewhere. Listen, Coon I, Express. Listen, if you wanna, we wanna go down uh, the Tyler Perry road. Here's no, how I feel we don't. about. Here's how I feel about Tyler Perry. Another Star road. Road. Oh my gosh! Now, uh, this is literally uh, the road to perdition. Do you uh, know what perdition means? This is literally the road. <laughs> it's Tyler Perry road. Listen, I. You know how I feel about Tyler Perry with regards to other things. We're not going to cover that. But we're not talking about That's that. That's a whole different road. That's not even if a road. You, it's an avenue. If you want to know how road. I feel about Tyler Perry, it's a, it's a no outlet. Watch season three of The Boondocks. I forget which episode it was. <laughs> they pulled and it. They'll he explain. They pulled it. They had to pull that episode. Oh, they did? Well, they yeah. will explain everything how yeah, I feel. Yeah, they had to. But moving on from that, um, I like Tyler Perry just because. What? You just, like his films? What? No, I didn't say I like his films. Oh, okay. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's yeah, I let's do that. Let's say I like his films. We do not support Tyler Perry films. But go ahead. I like his plays. A, huh. I think his plays are hilarious. Oh my god! I think his plays are hilarious. I don't care what y'all say. I, turn we talk. When I watched his plays, I cracked up dying laughing. Not a big fan of his movies. They're a little, you know. But what I do like about Tyler Perry is he's black. He's doing his thing. He gives other black people lots mm-hmm. and lots of jobs mm-hmm. and lots and lots of opportunities. And pe- people has made it. Uh, black people have made it up through Hollywood through Tyler Perry. So that's why I support Tyler Perry. I don't like his style. I don't. But again, I separate the man from the art. But the thing that I like is part of his art. But he built, he, he, for those of you who don't know, who everybody knows, he has a huge studio here mm-hmm. that he just finished building, huge, with a bunch of different sets. He has a bunch of different shows, a bunch of different movies, all of which are not my style, not my cup of tea. But. I could go down the line of black actors, mm-hmm. musicians, writers, directors, people that just made it because of Tyler Perry. So that's why I support Tyler Perry. But yeah, I agree with you guys. His work is a little. No, you know. I will tell you, I I do like what he uses, his influence, and his the ability he has. I like that he promotes um, black artists. Yeah, I do like that. 
you know, let's be real. Hollywood is a hard place yeah. uh, for black people. I mean, every place is really hard, but especially Hollywood. And so I like the fact that, you know, when other people weren't really giving Viola Davis anything, she got a role in a Tyler Perry movie. Yep. I like the fact that, you know, good actors, Lynn Whitfield and things can pop up in those films and they can eat for a week. They can have a role. They can still be out there doing their thing. Mm. And I do like that. So I, I like the fact that he's done that. But when I say I do not support Tyler Perry films, I do not put my dollars towards that because he does not make the things that I want to see or the cinema that I think is good for black people mm. what do you mean by that what is what's good for black people it's good to have variety you mm. know and things mm. but i think that a lot of his work relies on stereotypes mm. they really want us to express more and have less where other people push and kind of fight for what black people can be at things he continues to place that's nothing but stereotypes degradating stereotypes at that mm. um mm. so i can't support that and it comes a time that there was literally where I would go to Todd Perry films, well, whatever, this one was cheesy, this one's kind of funny, this was that. But then there came a point when I said I cannot continue to put my money behind things that is detrimental, really, uh, for black people. And it's kind of an insult, really. I'd rather support the one, two, three, small budget, maybe only in a few theaters, uh, black independent films that come out, like The Weeknd, like here's what I was talking about, like other films like Sorry to Bother You. Don't say or that th- film you said was good that I watched. Uh, this the Last Black Band in San Francisco? Yeah. No, no, no. That I, I enjoy that film very much so. And I cannot believe we you can we, we can talk about it being a black we, film. We can, like, the director's, artsy, con- talk, the director's uh, white. Talk about white. Yeah. But it's I definitely can, a black movie, though. And talk about you saying getting roles to black people. I mean, one of the people in that film is about Jonathan Majors is really about to blow up. He's mm. actually also in The Five Bloods. Um, so I'd rather support better quality films mm. in black cinema than to support the things. Yeah, sure, it gets more money. Yeah, sure, it's more well-known. It employs us, but, you know, they always they employ black people to pay, you know, Jungle Bunnies. Let's be real. In well, cinema, to play slaves in cinema, that was nice. They well, had jobs, but come on. Well, you know, also though, you. I don't want to see the same thing. Just to that, Tyler Berry tells his truth. He tells stories of things that he's been through. Oh my that gosh, he's his seen. truth. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the wrong I, 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 Listen, yeah. his <laughs> trigger, trigger. No, but I understand what you're saying. Where he's from, and his life, and things that he's been through, he tells stories that he's seen. That he lives. Now, me and you... Or he thinks he lives or wants to live. Me and you (laughs) didn't grow up the way Tyler Perry grew up. We just didn't. So we can't really connect with different things he's saying. And I definitely agree with you. I do not connect with none of his movies, honestly. But that's not to say that other people that grew up in places that he grew up and and around the type of people that he grew up around... Mm They actually connect with his movies. And being in Atlanta, I see that every day of people that actually really connect with his films. Again, I do not. <laughs> and clearly you do not. And I agree with everything you said. But he literally tells stories of things that he's seen. But see, it's not about connection, though. That's the thing. It's not about connection. Mm-hmm. It's about what you're showing as far as the black experience. You know, he continues to show stereotypes. That's his experience. Nothing though. but stereotypes. That's his black experience. Your experience isn't stereotypes. You can be themes. You can have things. It's not stereotypes. And, and I think that's the that's what's so upsetting. And even you say he came from the plays, and I get that. You know, there's certain things that you see all the time. And then as you get more, you would hope the films improve, things would get better. The themes, there's more nuance. There is no nuance. There is yeah. no depth. In his films yeah. for the black experience, it's very much still a Chilton Circuit play, yeah. very superficial. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you say like we were talking about how he employs so many great people. Viola Davis was able to get roles with him. people who you want to see more because they're great, talented people. But unfortunately, white Hollywood won't cast them mm. in anything other than a bit part. 
you know, and so in that room, I'm happy to see them. But when I do see them, what are they playing? Are they playing great characters? Are they playing something that's interesting or somehow move cinema or black cinema for it? No, they're playing somebody's the baby bitter mama, black mom, the bitter black mom, the black lady back, uh, who's down on her luck or and needs to go to church to sing one song and then she'll be better. Or Just the headstrong some, rich one that's the, a lawyer. The headstrong black super woman. Mean. Any black woman who actually has something going for her <laughs> business wise in a Tyler Perry movie is either a villain or she's too bougie and uppity. And she needs the whole film, she needs to learn that she shouldn't be uppity. It's ridiculous. So it, I get what you're saying, but his truth, her truth, the truth is it's still <laughs> stereotypes. Period, poo. Okay. <laughs> so my movie that I'm going to uh, talk about, uh, a Netflix movie that I've seen that I, when I watched, I had to call Nikki and tell her to watch it instantly. Force uh, me to watch. It's called Force. The Platform. Did you see The Platform, Kim? I've never seen The Platform. I didn't know what you were talking about. Ooh, this movie is going to blow your mind. It's not the Facebook movie? No. No. Uh. This movie, The Platform. Facebook For those of you who don't know, the network. Oh. Yes. it is network. a it's a disturbing movie, but the idea, the story, is different. I've never seen it before. Um, what it's about is it's pretty much like a it's a prison system. It's like a a, a modern prison system that uh, is has a bunch of different platforms, two hundred and fifty levels. Uh, in each level, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Do you want to be a part of it? You're on I do. No, I literally. That's why I pre- I press it to just go away. I didn't know the song was going to move at one. I'm sorry. Go go back. You said on every level. On each level, there are uh, two prisoners, and a platform. That starts from level one and works its way down to level 250. But on this platform uh, is a bunch of heavily prepared food, gourmet food, uh, food that each prisoner uh, listed before they got into the prison, this prison system. They listed that they enjoyed. And it's just filled. This huge platform is filled with delicious foods that was prepared by the best chefs. And... um, this platform of food stays on each level for two minutes and it works its way from level one down to 250 and each prisoner has two minutes to eat as much as they want. Now, as you can imagine, by the time it gets down to level 250, there's not too much left. So, um, yeah, none to be exact. (laughs) So when you're at those bottom levels, you have to survive. You are on each level for one month. Um, and then they put you to sleep after a month, and you wake up on a whole different level. And there's nothing for you to do but wait for this platform. Each prisoner is allowed to bring one thing in, whatever thing they want. It could be anything. It could be a weapon. It could be a pet. It could be anything. But they're allowed to bring one thing apiece, and you stay with your partner. If it's me and you, then it's me and you, no matter what level we're on. Uh, It is a Spanish movie. Uh, but on Netflix, they dubbed it, you know, for for English. That's that's something we can talk about with that movie. This yeah. dub versus sub, and it is phenomenal. Now the ending is a little, I don't know, different, but uh, it kept me glued to the TV. Really glued every second of this, and that's the type of movies that I enjoy. I just enjoy my my goal every night. Honestly, my goal is to be really tired and to fall asleep watching a movie. But sometimes movies will just grab me and I can't sleep. So you want to fall asleep while watching a movie? No. I, what I want, my hope every night, is to find a movie that will keep, you awake. That will keep me awake. Yes. What? And every once in a while it does that. This movie did that for me. The movie about the, um, the journalists. Oh, Spotlight, Spotlight. Spotlight did that for me. A number of That's movies. That's winner, too. They just grabbed me. I, I'm, and you know what's good because I'm super tired and I usually fall asleep. But this movie, I'm like, and I'm just up for hours. Even after the movie, I'm just up because it was that entertaining. 
So for those of you who didn't see it, I recommend watching this movie. I thought it was phenomenal. I told Nikki to watch it. I know you said you I kept did. you interested, but you didn't. No, no, no. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was. It's one of those things that we were discussing because we were talking about ideas for other podcasts, and I mentioned that this movie—it's a huge theme on class, right? Class uh, and class structure and what it means and. You know, um, what do you call it? The tragedy, the commons, all that great stuff. Mm. And so it made me think of, like I was saying, you uh, Snowpiercer. Snow yes, <gasps> that's when you were describing that. I was Snow, Snow it made me think of Snowpiercer. Yeah, it made that me, was so good. It made me think of even Parasite, right? Because it's all yep, about Parasite, class structure. Yeah. That being said, it's those things, but like take out all the in Snowpiercer, the post-apocalyptic world, and all that stuff. Strip all of that out of it, and just make it like a very more straightforward there's up and there's low you're yeah. high or you're low and you never know where you're gonna be yeah and then you get this film so it's all about class and literally there's the people at the top get more get more people at the people bottom get, get nothing, nothing and have to like just die or figure out different ways to eat when there's no food around oh yeah and they do and so it's it, i enjoyed it like i said it's a very engrossing film because you start watching you're like what am i watching this is weird. This guy is creepy. Yeah. Um, that being said, the way I watched it, it is, like you said, it's a foreign film. Um, you know, there's a whole debate on sub versus dubbed. And usually it's had with people talking about, like, anime things and mm. things like that. And everyone's like, oh, the dubbed is for stupid people. And subbed is better because, you know, you get more of an interpretation. You should hear the people in their native voices. And I, I've always been like, well, who cares for, like, animated things, you know? It's all dubbed, isn't it? It's animated. Yeah. But it is kind of weird. The dubbed is odd to me in this movie. And then, because some of the things were like very quick, I put on the subtitles. So I had subtitles with the dub, and oh, they okay. did not add up, which was so confusing. I literally had to pause the movie, and I had to Google which is more accurate, the subtitles or the dubbed, and it was it was it was very frustrating. If you go back and watch that movie, keep it dubbed, put the subtitles on, and just be amazed and be like, "What? One, two different things are being said right now." I kid you not. So, what were like the variances? Like, like what were so like? Uh, it, it couldn't have been character. that much different. That's I what mean, I'm saying. No, I'm telling you, it was not an exact. You're thinking, oh, it's going to be the exact translation. No, and it wasn't even like they just moved some words around. Different to the point where some things are thinking you could interpret this completely different because of what they're saying. Like I gotta find, for example, it was it was very quite telling, but, it was a little disturbing too. But that's I was why like, that's why the dubbed the, for me would the dub makes sense for me because a lot of you match what this person's saying with their body language, their tone, their look in their eye. Um, there's there's this TikTok guy that I follow, and he explains cinema and different things, and he goes. You don't notice it because it's so subtle, but people's eyes tell you the movie. Like, people's eyes tell you what they're going to say next, what they're going to do. And he gave examples. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy is absolutely right. Mm -hmm. He's like, great actors don't have to say a word, but you can tell everything with their eyes. He even gave a scene of people that didn't say words, but they just looked at each other. You could just tell the whole Mm -hmm. scene. And in this movie, I matched what was being said, what I heard through the dubbed, with the body language, with... The mm-hmm. look, because you know they give looks in this movie. Like they give some looks. You know what I'm saying? Looks. Yeah, with the looks that you get and stuff. And I just, it all added up to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm interested no, to no. see what the subtitles. What's say. what's the not the ethnicity of the film? <laughs> but what's where's it from? Spain. Spain. So Espana. I know some, so so some words can be translated differently into yeah. English because a lot of words just like an an American language or lexicon. A lot of our words that that we use can be used for multiple different mm-hmm. yeah, variances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even. I'm just I'm that telling what you're you. Saying? No, I'm telling so you. So look, it's character Watch names. It. Like one is Bob, and the thing. No, you know, there's like actually Robert. Jane. No, like what's the it's difference? not different character names, but it, it's actual things that they are saying. And it's it, just, but it doesn't. It doesn't. The movie mess doesn't up change. the whole. Okay, no, no, that's what I'm the saying. The movie doesn't change in either way. But it's just it's very like. The charm when they say one thing and the subtitles say something different. And I'm like, well, which one is it? You know, it's like, wait, this is not. And so that's why I had to Google, like, which is more accurate. That being said, either way, <laughs> the film was a very engrossing film. I think it's don't watch it at night. I mean, you could, but maybe nightmares. The ability of it to give you nightmares is 
yeah. high yeah. than other films. Mm. But it is. But it's good. It, it's an interesting again, one. It makes I, you think. Again, it does make you think a lot. It makes you think a lot. But again, I go to you because I'm like, this is a different. We've never seen this before. Now, I know. Version. Oh, my gosh. I knew you were going to say that. Let Let's me, for the audience, this. my little sister can take any movie and strip it down to this general spread and go, there's many movies like this. What I'm saying is this story, the idea of this platform has not been seen before. Okay, so, so here's, here's my thinking. As they love to say, there's only, what, are they, what is it? There's only seven stories. What is that saying? There's only a certain amount of stories. We're all telling the same stories. Mm-hmm. We're all people around the campfire telling the same stories. Okay, so there's only a certain amount of films in this film, though the aesthetics of it look original, and though she the concept, never no, I'm saying say no, never. I am. I am saying it's a very original. Nothing is original for me. Nothing is original is, to this no, chick. But what I'm saying is, she read every book. Audience, she read every book known to man. No, I didn't. She's seen most movies. Multiple times. I'm doing a podcast about it. So any story you give her, she's seen before. Get Out, not original to her. She's seen it. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, Parasite, no, not original at all. Seen it done plenty of times. Okay, well, okay. Listen, this movie, I did not say it's not original. It is, the story is original. That's all I'm saying. But all I'm saying is like (laughs) the theme, the way. Yes, the theme, The theme is not original. The theme's not original. Even the plot and how it plays out is not original. What, a beginning, middle, and end? No, no, not, not the structure of the plot, <laughs> but the, the journey the character goes on and the people you see. It's kind of like you know you're going to meet these people, and it's not, it's not wholly original in that sense. The person who you just know pays you're going to the, meet these people. The exposition guy who just pays into the system, okay. The random person who's going to come out and save someone, but they're ambiguous. Okay. The one who's just tragic and given up. Okay. The foolish one who thinks they can fix everything, but doesn't know how bad the situation really is. You know, you've seen this before. In that sense. That being said, the story is original. (laughs) (laughs) The story is original. But the characters aren't. The the characters and the theme is not. I want you. But the story is. I want you to go watch this movie. I do want to watch it. It's a fun take. It's a fun take on a classic. Fun take. Fun. Not a fun. It's a very wrong word. What you described is not match. It's like the (laughs) subtext of the thing. Okay, I'm the subtitle for CJ's the dub. They're eating me. It's like, damn, it's fun. I loved it. Go see it. It's cute. It's a must watch for the family. For the family. Family fun. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. Definitely do not bring the kids. CJ is the dub version of the sub. I'm going to kill you. Let's hug. Like, it's, it's very different. I will challenge you when you watch this movie, watch it dub, but put the subtitles on. And yeah, I really do have to because I don't know. What I you're want saying. you to watch this movie and tell me if any other movie reminds you of it. Now, I'm not talking about the structure, the characters, blahzy blah. Characters can idea. match across the things. I'm talking about the story, just strictly the story itself. Tell me if you've seen well, anything. Well, what like you it. described, it, I've never heard of before. Yeah, because it's not out there. But so I want you, you to can't see be it. on level one the whole time, or like no, like you're on. If you're on level two. one, you're on level one for one month. And so they, so this is a prison. So they change you until like your term is up or something. Every month you get yeah until your term is up. Yep. So if kind of like a prison, but yeah. some people are there voluntarily. Some people are there voluntarily. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Some people are there voluntarily, which. Exactly. That's what people. Is this supposed to be like in a real world thing, or that this is like an idealistic? This is like different world type of thing. This is is like their modern world. world, Yeah. But I mean, you spend your time there, so it's like an episode of Black Mirror that's dragged out. A long episode. A long episode. An alternative world, then. Actually, Black Mirror movies are shows are hour long, so this is like an episode of Black Mirror. This is like an episode of Black Mirror. Really, this is a Black Mirror. This is a Black Mirror episode. One hundred percent. So I'll like it, but it it will scare me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But Mm -hmm. the thing, it just keeps. I just love stories. That's why the photographer, I was like okay with because it kept me. I wasn't like oh god, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It kept me like watching more. You know what I'm saying. And this movie. Just grabbed me, and I just could not take my eyes off the TV. Could not. It was that good. Well, it was that gripping. Well, I think we touched on some, some good movies. Yeah. So for those of you out there, so we got Road to Perdition. We got The Lovebirds. The Lovebirds and The Platform. Three movies that you haven't seen. We recommend watching all three. 
I think the road road to perdition is also a very very aptly named thing for the year of twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> and all available on Netflix. I do believe we we all named oh Netflix road to perdition. Yeah, yeah. I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So I think and that's on Netflix. Netflix and mine is a Netflix original <laughs> movie. Oh. So Netflix Gosh. should sponsor us. Yeah, Netflix, yeah. give us a call. Yeah. yeah, give us a call. We sponsor everything else. But yes, let's go. And they have plenty of money to throw away. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I've seen some <laughs> things they wasted money on. You can definitely <laughs> waste some money over here. Waste some money with us. Come on. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Shape of Film. Um, like I said, we will be releasing episodes sporadically, but just make sure you subscribe to us, uh, follow us. If you have any ideas of things that you want to know or see or anything, um, you can, you know, follow us on Spotify. We're still working to try to get on Apple Podcasts. Still working on that, but um, we're on Google Podcasts and different things like that. Um, you can also go over to um, HFP Studio on instagram uh you'll be able to see some clips of the show and you can also leave some comments and some thoughts positive or negative doesn't matter we accept them all over here uh, about our show but thank you guys for listening to the shape of film have a magnificent rest of your week month and year <laughs>